Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are in the darkest timeline currently, where etiquette and social norms are <laughs> out the window. Uh, it's just chaos everywhere I see. I'm no. swayed. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is the new social norm. I don't know yeah. who you are anymore. <laughs> it's all wrong. We are um, setting a precedent here at the Deep Every Day podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm Chris, by the way. Yeah. My, uh, my soon-to-be former co-host has <laughs> been spreading dangerous ideas <laughs> for the last hour. I have not been doing... Um, like, what what have I been doing that's been uh, set, unsettling you? This is like... I've just been doing normal things. Okay, so... We're just sitting here planning our planning our episode when Chris stands up, grabs a plate, a fork, and a knife out of the kitchen, and some random candy bar opens up the candy bar and just starts eating with a knife and a fork like a madman. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we eat candy bars here. No, that's this is this is verifiably false. No, this is verifiably true. It's not allowed. Um, going to be talking to the landlord about this. You're <laughs> like, uh, my uh, roommate has been like eating uh, candy bars yeah. with a knife and fork. Pretty sure there's there's got to be like bodies in the basement. Like this is not normal <laughs> behavior. I mean, don't look under there. I haven't moved the last one. Yeah. Our little. Yeah. Anyway, this is Deep Anime Dive. Yes. The final episode. Is it? Once the, again. Is it the final episode? <laughs> we can only hope. It's <laughs> the mean, fourth time the podcast has broken up. <laughs> I mean, we're finally like on like a like. Um, We've been releasing pretty consistently. Yeah, we're semi-regular. Yeah. And Which is nice. Yeah, I think we're finally getting into a groove somewhat. Yeah. Hopefully, moving forward, things will get bigger and better with it. Yeah. So, uh, with all that in mind, uh, I'd ask you what you're doing, but it's, it's just wrong and inhumane. <laughs> well, um... Aside from uh, establishing new cultural norms, I've been uh, just watching anime. Well, not I don't watch anime. I I am currently two episodes behind on nearly everything. But I've seen um, two episodes of mostly everything that I wanted to watch um, this season. (laughs) But I've mostly been into, again... Prepping on Final Fantasy um, because that's drawing nearer, nearer. And speaking of nearer, yeah. I've been also been playing Near Reincarnation. Yeah, that been an enjoyable game, Chris. Yes, it's it's a gotcha game, but um, I enjoy I enjoy the gameplay very much. That's good. I'm loving the like the character arc of of this game with you because I think the first time you mentioned it, you kind of hated it. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did kind of hate it, and then then I realized that I was playing the game wrong. 
because I was like trying to brute force everything. Mm. And um, I didn't realize that um, there were um, uh, counters basically. And so once I figured that out and then started making like a lot of different builds, that's when I started to enjoy the game more. Okay. So, so yeah, I, 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 uh, I've been playing that, um, Ben queuing a bit. Yeah. That's good. Um, prepping for my major Ben Yeah. Major Ben Yeah. Major Ben Yeah. What are you? <laughs> So you're, this this is a Japanese yes. setting, right? Yeah. Um, in the starting in the new year, I'm going to be focusing on Japanese. Yeah, going to go for a JLPT one. Yeah. No, we're going to go for JLPT four. <laughs> well, that's, that's way more realistic and less ambitious, though. No, I'm not going to. Makes- I'm not. I'm not going to be like. I'm going to get N1 before the end of the year. Yeah. Why would you make such a reasonable goal for yourself? (laughs) Unrealistic goals. It's fine. But N4 seems like a good uh, um, point to to reach at. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's smart. I think that I could like maybe pass N5 right now if I wanted to. Um, but there's a lot that I still need to, uh, refresh myself with. That's fair. That's why I've been like going through the Genki books is because I've just been wanting to like re, uh, relearn a lot of that basic grammar. Mm. So that's a good idea for sure. So, so yeah, that's about, that's about it that I was doing. I'm going to, what about you? Cool. Um, yeah, somewhat similar. I've been. Uh, watching a number of anime that we'll get into. Chris, a will be number, upset. Yeah. a huge number. It's less than three digits. <laughs> <laughs> but is it less than two digits? It might not be. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, anyway, that aside, I've also been uh, working on my Japanese studies. Uh, Are you N1 by the end of the year? <laughs> Got a month and a half left. <laughs> a month and a half left. Two months. Yeah. It could happen. And sleeping with like my my language books under my pillow, hoping they kind of like absorb into my brain while I sleep. <laughs> it's not working. That, but so. that must be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's fine. They're skinny. It's the skinny ones. But uh so I'm doing that. And then I think I mentioned this last episode, but I am developing a real problem with uh, light novels and um, ebooks. Oh yeah, you told me about this. And maybe I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast even. I think I did. Maybe. Yeah, I've basically been uh just buying lots of light novels and reading lots of light novels. Oh yeah, because because um, I introduced you to Bookwalker. Yeah, see, I see, I I had always assumed that ebooks didn't exist for Japanese stuff. Yeah, and then Chris was like, "Oh, by the way, there's a website that has these ebooks." I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember I was like, I think it was on the podcast. Yeah, I was like, do you know that uh, you buy Detective is already dead right now? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> and then I just barely bought volume two, which released like a day or two ago for us. Yeah. And then I bought many other books. I have, 
I recently bought like the first five Konosubas. I want to read them. I'm going to, I found a really good one actually, which is volume one, just barely released. <clears throat> and actually I subscribed to the publisher so that I could get like their weekly updates for volume two as they're translating it. Really? Um, but the, the book was called hell mode and it's kind of an isekai, but the guy is like opting to live like by the hardest possible, like difficulty version of that world. Yeah. Even though like everyone else is like living in normal mode. Hmm. And I really love it because it gives you like that secondhand high of like a, that you get from like grinding. Cause I love grinding. I just don't have time for those kind of games anymore. Yeah. But this book is basically just like grinding in a novel form. Cause this guy's like working from like the trash tier to like up to the top tier. Hmm. And it's really satisfying, but and I am paying like eight bucks a month to, to get access to like the 20 page updates to do every week for that volume two. <laughs> nice. Amongst like 30 other things that I'm reading, but that's, that's what I'm doing. You started reading the Monogatari novels. I probably will shortly. I think I own the first, because actually I bought those ones as an ebook like a long back time back during like a humble bundle, I think. Yeah. You bought all of them. Like I did probably I think yeah. so. whatever, however many of them were up to that point I have. Yeah. I probably going to start reading those too. Although I'm, I'm, I'm hesitating to read Nishi oceans stuff, at least the English version. Cause I've heard that like translating it is like somewhat impossible. Yeah. Cause of like how much she layers puns on things. Yeah. I heard that as best in Japanese. So it's like, that's when I'm like, Oh, maybe I should, Get N one by the end of the year and Monogatari. <laughs> get N one by the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> I am more than N five. Um, I I do own the uh, the first three or four books of Monogatari in Japanese. Hmm. I have the Japanese volumes. Remember, I bought them at Neo. I think. Oh, okay, I think I kind of remember that. Yeah, I remember I was like, I want to buy these. And you're like, ah, those are books, though. No pictures. Yeah, and I remember doing uh, um, Asa Benkyo, uh, looking at those books. Yeah, trying to, <laughs> giving it a good try. Yeah. And I gave it a good try, and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like re- reading that and going like, Whoo. Yeah takes like five minutes to read like the katakana you're like oh no <laughs> yeah that's what i felt when i because i tried to read uh was it wagahai wa neko de aru while i was while we were out there yeah that book is it's it really like a 1900 something so it's like old japanese to start with yeah but anyway uh yeah i think that's that's, about that's it. my my problems yeah, I'm over committing in every possible way. See, you're having problems with uh, bookwalker stuff and ebooks. I'm having problems with the gotcha game. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. we both have really bad problems. Yeah, I guess I can judge you slightly less for near. <laughs> yeah, judge me slightly less. Yeah, <laughs> this is still the last episode of the podcast because <laughs> that candy bar is unforgivable. <laughs> Do you want to know what was more unforgivable, though? Huh. Um, 
was it episode five (laughs) (laughs) or was it episode four of the podcast? (laughs) I I don't know what you're talking about (laughs) either way. (laughs) There's, there's no evidence of what you're talking about ever. Um, do I have to remind people of a certain anime called Moe Tom? We all make mistakes in our youth. (laughs) Do we? Namely 2012 suede. This poor taste and judgment. Yeah. <laughs> really poor taste. To be fair, I did. I did. I have bought the, I don't think I showed you that. I, yeah. I bought the, uh, the textbooks as the, the anime is based off of the English learning textbooks, yeah, yeah, English learning textbooks. They're so good. English is so amazing. In them. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, I guess before we, Oh my stop. Don't you dare guys. He's doing it again. <laughs> Make it. it's not okay. But uh, before we get into uh, news, we should probably introduce our special guest. It's the worst. <laughs> yes, um, our special guest. Yeah, speaking of Bakemonogatari, we have Hachikuchi with us because she is best ghost girl. I agree, best ghost girl. I actually really like the figure too. I'm kind of happy that. I was able to find one like with her backpack because her backpack's awesome. Was that a pop-up parade? It looks like pop-up parade. It. How much was it? Do you remember? Well, I bought it used. It's a Sega figure. Like, I think I bought it used for like 40 bucks. Hmm. I think I looked it up. It was supposed to be like a 50 or $60 figure when it first came out. Okay. Like it's a, it's a decent tier one. It's not like a super high quality one, but it's not like a a crummy one either. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty good figure. So, so yeah, I like it. She's she's my favorite from Bakemonogatari. Yeah, she's Just, she's really funny. Yeah. I like adult Achikuju. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get an Onesan version of her too. I assume yeah. that there's got to be figures of her. You clean it. Oh, yeah, I should. It's a little dusty. But see, I need to get the the Onesan version of her from the Mirror World. Because, like, the Apocalypse version wasn't my favorite outfit. Really? But. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sure, it's, I'm, sure, it's, I'm sure it exists. They've made, like, a million figures of every character in that show. That series, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, it's, it's out there somewhere. But, yeah, she's here with us. She's she's being kawaii, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Moe. <laughs> Is she Moe? Moe, yeah. Anyway, uh, do we have any uh, hot topics? Get topical. Yeah. Uh, got some topical creams. <laughs> for, I don't know. <laughs> um, the one uh, thing that I have is, uh, well, uh, three things actually. Two of them really quick. Another season of uh, Nagatoro's coming. Yeah, get hype. Yep. Get ready to be stepped on by Kohai. I actually kind of want to buy the manga for that. <laughs> it's a pretty good manga. I've read some of it. Yeah, like, like part of me wants to buy the manga, but like, in Japanese. Yeah, it'd be it'd be good practice. Honestly, like it wouldn't be that hard to read. I don't think. Yeah. Although Nagatoro speaks a little a little funny, but yeah, it's like a mocking, polite Japanese form. Yeah. So, um, we have another season of Love Life Superstar just yeah. coming out. I think and you really uh, like that one, right? 
Yeah, I, I like that one. I'm I'm really glad I got a got a second season. I'm like highly debating on buying the Nendroid for Canon. Yeah. Which was just announced. I kind of want it really bad, but I'm like, should I get it? It's not it's not really that detailed. There's not really a lot of things with it. I mean, imagine there's they'll have pop-ups eventually or some yeah. some similar tier. Yeah, they'll definitely have something of that. And then I was thinking, well, what if there's like a nicer figure that's coming out of her? Right. Comes so out maybe the, the day after you spend your, your points on it, the first thing. Do not bring up these horrible memories. <laughs> I made the same mistake with Siesta, so I get it. You know what? Just because, I, of, just because of that. <laughs> don't lose my mind. Um, yeah, that's the same thing that happened with you and Siesta. Yeah, I bought that cat girl fit figure the second it came out. And then like a week later, they announced a normal version. Yeah. I was like, I oh, know I'm going to look like a stupid weeb. <laughs> My cat girls. But you bought both, didn't you? I might have bought both. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Love live. Uh, superstar. Glad it's getting a second season. It really deserves it. And. Uh, um. Yeah, Nagatoro. Oh. And then uh the last the last bit of news for me is uh uh the live action Cowboy Bebop just got a trailer, which we watched before this uh before the we started recording. Yeah. Yeah. It it looks good. Yeah, it does honestly. Look good. Like I, I like the guy that plays Spike. I think he looks cool. Yeah, I think he kinda fits the look. It actually works better than the anime I think is spike is supposed to be like not a teenager. Yeah. And in the anime, he looks super young. Yeah. So I think they picked a good actor for making him kind of like a little more mature. Like, yeah. And also just like, unlike most, uh, like usually when like an anime gets a live action adaptation, it has the, uh, the Japan budget, which is usually not incredible. Yeah. But this has Netflix money behind it. So like the special effects and the sci-fi stuff looks really good. You know what I would like to do sometime? I would like to do a deep dive into live action anime series. Gosh, they're terrible though. Usually. Yeah. Unless you watch Jojo's live. Cause I've heard that some of them like from Japan are good. Like, but it just depends on like what they're trying to adapt. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, I do like some of them, like, I guess we could get into that for that episode, but yeah. Anyway, but no, yeah. So yeah, the, the live action cowboy bebop actually looks, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Like I, don't know, I was on the fence when it was first announced. Yeah. A lot of people, I, I don't know if you saw the official teaser, but a lot of people were um, upset at the official teaser. Hmm. I guess I didn't see the teaser, but like I haven't been following it like super closely. Um, I don't know if I've said how I feel about my about Cowboy Bebop on this podcast. Yeah, I know. but I have the hot take that it's not really the greatest show ever. I yeah. I, I gave it. I think it was like a seven out of ten. That's that's practically a crime in the anime yeah. circles. Yeah, that is that is a that is a crime in a lot of the anime community because. But I didn't really enjoy it. For a couple of reasons, like one reason 
So when I first like heard about my Cowboy Bebop, I heard about it from many people that it was like the greatest anime ever made. And that it was like masterpiece, like every episode. And um, so I went at, went into watching it with these extremely high expectations. And then when I watched it and finished it, I was like, is that it? And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, um, but seeing this trailer for uh, the the TV, the live action adaption, the the live action adaption actually looks pretty good. So, yeah. And might I say that I think I will maybe like it more than the anime series. Yeah, I think at least from the trailer. No, that's that's totally fair. Yeah, I mean. I can I can understand that perspective. So yeah. Yeah, maybe when this comes out, maybe we could make it part of like a Cowboy Bebop episode or something. Yeah, sure. If it's and it's being worth talking about or something. Well, keep in mind I haven't seen the series in forever, and I'm not going to rewatch it. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen forever either. Yeah, I probably I might watch the highlights reel. Like this is a series where like I have the soundtrack and I listen to it regularly. Like oh really? Like for me, the music more than any other part of the show is my favorite. Well, it, then that's good because the, then the I think it's I the read, same uh, person. Yeah, Yoko Kano. I think yeah, Yoko Kano is doing the music for the. Yeah, she's awesome. I love. I watch any show that she puts music on. Didn't she do the Ghost in the Shell music? I think she I think did. She's did. She did that. She did uh, Kids on the Slope. Yeah. Which is, that's right, right there is a reason you should always watch Kids on the Slope. Yeah. Also, Sasuke is pretty cool. So. so yeah, that's the that's the news for me. What about you? Uh, yeah, I have one bit of news. And unfortunately, I'm a little bit late to this information, but I'm still super excited. So I want to share it anyway. Yeah. But Riot Stuff has been running a Kickstarter for the past month uh, to get an HD re-release of uh, Dirty Pair. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, which I found out in the nick of time because the Kickstarter hasn't closed yet. It's probably closed by the time you hear this, so sorry. Um, But I Kickstarter, I backed it. Um, Did they hit their goal? Oh, they hit it by like like, uh, 500% over or something. They've hit nearly every single stretch goal too, but I'm really pumped. And it's, it's kind of a funny coincidence because uh happened to mention a dirty parent episode two ago, but this is like an older 90s show that I really enjoy. And I'm super excited that it's going to get nice, uh, crisp. Re- they're going to redub it. They're going to, uh, you know, clean it up, get a nice Blu-ray release because it's never been released on Blu-ray, at least not the original series, I believe. How much did you back? Enough. Um, <laughs> there, there's a tier that gets you the entire series on Blu-ray. I think it was. Is that the, the one that you got? Yeah. So it's like, it was like a hundred dollars, 125 maybe. I think that's about how much I spent on the Aria Kickstarter. Yeah. Like and there's like higher tiers of the gay start where you start getting like extra goodies, but I didn't yeah. for the most part when I back things, I just want to get like the main product. I don't care about the accessories too much. Yeah. So but I'm I'm super excited because this isn't like one of like my favorite shows, but it's a good show. Yeah. And I just like seeing old old shows get love. 
because there's a lot of good stuff that gets forgotten, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think Dirty Pear does not deserve to be forgotten. Did I ever tell you about that one uh, streaming website? Don't tell me about things I don't know about, Chris. You should learn by now. It's called Retro Crush. It streams old anime. I think I have heard of this vaguely. Is this a real thing? This is a real thing. So I wasn't sure if it was legit or not. Yeah, they, as you can see, a lot of this really old. Yeah. It's got that that 90s feel. Yeah. And it got a dirty pair. Huh. Well, hashtag not sponsor, but go check out Re- Retro Crush. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look at that too. That's actually, cause I think I saw like an ad for it or something. I was like, this seems like it's probably illegal. But. Also, you can back the, uh, dirty pair thing of, as of this recording. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I hope we get this episode out before it officially ends, but it's got like three days to go. Yeah. And, uh, they've, they've, uh, I mean, they smashed their goal. Like, yeah. As of this recording, it's over 500K. Yeah, so I'm glad a lot of people remember this show. Yeah. So that's how it was like with Arya. Like, uh, Arya like, surpassed its goal as well, right. which was great. It, it's nice when, when good shows are given credit. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my bit of news. I'm cool. super happy to, uh, super happy to see that. So, uh, one last piece of news. Uh, before we get started, uh, this is something Chris just barely showed me. We just watched the trailer for, uh, spy X family is getting an anime. Yes. Finally. Yeah. We've, we've been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, like I can't remember if it was, I think maybe just like just last episode, even we were kind of talking about spy X family. Yeah, we were It's like a really good manga. Yeah. And, uh, then, uh, I think I, I, I got you into it last, was it last year or, uh, I think so. Yeah. Cause you're, cause you've been buying the books basically since they first started. Yeah. I've been pre-ordering and buying them as they came out and wow, they're, they're, they're really good. Yeah. It's, it's a really fun, fun manga series. Like, yeah. So it finally getting an adaptation is like pretty awesome. I don't know how the, uh, the adaptation will be. But I think it will turn out really well, especially with the studios behind it, which are uh, Cloverworks and Wit Studio. Yeah. And uh, Cloverworks is known for doing a lot of pretty anime. And uh, Wit Studio does a lot of good action. So Yeah, they do some really like AAA kind of releases. So Yeah. So, yeah, we uh, that should be coming out next year sometime. I so think look it'll... forward to that. It'll be good. Yes. So we'll be. Looked really, really smooth. Yes. And I mean, the trailer probably makes it look as good as possible, but. Yeah. But you can't really go wrong with it. No, yeah. I mean, this is, this is some of the, some of the best source material you could hope for, for an anime. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be really good. And the way they were in the trailer, how Anya was uh, animated. I can see it becoming like really good. Oh yeah. (laughs) She was very cute. Yeah. (laughs) And honestly, like the the voices for the because we got to hear the voice for uh, Twilight, Twilight, which sounded really good on point. Yeah, 
And so uh, I think I think that's going to be really good, but you never know. Right. Uh, and I love the, I think it's my favorite manga series of all time. It's, it's a really fun one. It's probably my favorite ongoing series for yeah, sure. It's, it's fantastic. If any of you have not read it yet, I strongly recommend going out and trying to read it. Oh yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And we know it's probably going to be one of the most popular ones of next year. I, so. I think so. So yeah, that's the, that's that news. Yeah. Pretty big deal. All right. So, uh, what is today's topic? Today's topic is, uh, what is it? It's the fall. It's the, it's the season where the leaves change color. I know this one. Yes. Yeah. Fall 2021 season preview. There's a lot of anime that came out. Like more than ten. Um. Yes. Spring. Spring. <laughs> yeah, my favorite time of year. That lovely fall, spring weather we have. Fall twenty twenty one. Yes. <laughs> twenty twenty one. You got You have to have the right uh, season and year, Chris. Please. <laughs> fall twenty one twenty one. Oh my gosh, that's a mouthful to say. Have you ever have you ever tried saying fall twenty twenty one? I ten did fast. I did it just a moment ago. Actually, I said it correctly the first try. But, um, I don't know what's wanna, wrong with me right now. Want to give it another shot? So uh, the fall twenty twenty one anime. I think you're psyching yourself out now. Okay, I'm psyching myself. I want to say twenty twenty. Yeah, does it but, still feel like it's? But saying 2021 is, uh, yeah. unless I'm prepared for it, like Kokoro no Jumbi. Yeah. <laughs> Here's almost over. So if you're still not ready for 2021, you're in trouble. 2022 is kind of right around the corner. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the new season just started, the fall season. Yeah. And with it, a whole new, whole new set of anime to watch. Yeah. Um, I know that I have wa- I'm watching a similar amount of shows yeah, as I, last season. Good. So we're, we're fairly equally distributed. Um, <laughs> and I think obviously <clears throat> that we watched different things. We seem to, don't we? Yeah. I watched the more like, I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Mainstream like shows. Right. And you watch the stuff that are very questionable. I watch the things that have a good picture and a questionable title. (laughs) Um, I don't do research the way I should. Yeah. So I have five shows that I'm watching. That's a good number, Chris. I think that's less than last season. That is less. I think you had, I don't know if you finished all eight, but I think you started with eight. Yeah. Um, how many uh, do you have, Swain? Thirteen. <laughs> See, you have a problem. <laughs> I, the the problem is that there aren't enough hours for the amount of anime that I want to watch in a day. Yeah, you're uh, 
you're fully loaded there, just like mm-hmm. last season. I can guarantee at least well, I don't know. one of these I'm probably dropping. Actually, for sure, I'm dropping. I just decided. Are we watching any ones that are similar? One got one in common, two kind of not including giants. One <laughs> okay, perfect. Well, um, yeah, so uh, let's get started then. Yeah, um, I guess you start since you had the most. <laughs> That's, that seems fair, I guess. Um, do we want to do like a, a worst to best or a best to worst or a um just whatever our heart feels like going towards worst to best probably okay all right um so this one this is the one i'm probably dropping like i gave it the the three episode try try a rooney or whatever you call it yeah um i don't think it's passing but it is uh, I think this is full title. The world's finest assassin ha- is reincarnated as an arist- as an other world aristocrat. So okay, something like that. Um, I gave this a shot because, from what I understand, this is the same. It's the same author who did a redo of a healer, which I refuse to watch on moral principles. To be quite honest, you should just watch it. <laughs> Like I watch, like I may watch bad shows, but I don't watch bad shows. <laughs> like, like really bad shows. Yeah, I want to be able to like, I don't know, look my mom in the eye when I visit her. <laughs> like, anyway, um, so yeah, I tried World's Finest Assassin. Um, less explicit question mark than redo of a healer. Is it just borderline? <laughs> it's borderline. I mean, it's still very much like. There's a fair bit of violence with a fair bit of like fan servicey girls around with, I mean, my main problem with the show is actually just like, I don't really care for the main protagonist. Like he's kind of supposed to be like this, like very unemotional, like unemotional, like master assassin type. Yeah. Which when is, when that's like your main character is a little boring. Cause like he's not interesting at all. It's like the antics of the girls around him that are more interesting. Yeah. But I still just really couldn't get into it. I don't know. It's like, there are some things about it that were kind of cool. Like the, cause the, uh, the premise is that he's been isekai'd uh, by the goddess with the mission to kill the hero. Cause for some reason the goddess doesn't like the hero she has anymore. Yeah. And so it's like, that's kind of different and interesting, but unfortunately uh, it's just not, I think a lot of people like it. It's, it's not really my cup of tea. Like the, the characters aren't catching my eye. The, the fantasy world is like little, so it's like, so, so like, I don't know. Yeah. But so it, it's just, yeah. I don't know. It's just all right. Yeah. It's fine. Like if you, if you're looking for, for like an isekai, I'm sure like, and find something better. Yeah, there, there's better ones in my opinion. Is it is it better than Slow Life of a Pharmacist or uh, Hundred Years Killing a Slime? <laughs> Killing that's, a slime. 
That's I'd say it's comparable to the slime one in a sense where like it's just like so not it just like doesn't stand out to me in the same yeah. kind of way where it's just like I just can't bring myself to care. Yeah. Like with the uh, slow life of cheat pharmacist, I cared because of how good it should have been. Like yeah. I could actively see how bad they were bungling it. I mean, I actually, I've read those light novels. They're really good. Like those are 10 out of 10 light novels. Yeah. Anime was terrible. Um, yeah. Like it's just, I don't know, it's fine. It's just when I'm already watching as many shows as I am, I have to cut something. So, okay, cool. Yeah. That's uh world's finest assassin, something, something, yada, yada. It's a long title. Okay. This is, this is the only other, this is when I actually might drop too, but like it's, it's still, it's moderately more entertaining. It's another isekai because I have a problem and I am getting therapy. Um, <laughs> See, I never thought that I, that you would get so into isekais. I kind of hate myself for it. Actually. I really do. <laughs> like the suede of like three years ago would be so upset. <laughs> Are you going to start watching Sword Art Online like I, I did? <laughs> I don't like mainstream things, Chris. I'm Dude, too we, cool. could, we could have a Sword Art Online episode if you watch the entire series. I, I'd, I'd have to. Oh, man. I might be able to make myself do it. That'd be a real struggle. It was a real struggle for me. I had to like summon all the hate in my heart to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you have to like pretend you're a different person. <laughs> the right. amount of time that you're watching the show. Oh, man. Well, a Sword Art Online episode would just be great. We would just be roasting Sword Art Online the entire so time. Upset. Yeah, maybe eventually <laughs> get to it. So yeah, Isekai. Yeah, sorry. Got, no, you're fine. Got way sidetracked. So yeah, this this other one that's kind of meh that I'm watching is called The Fruit of Evolution. Um, and how it's like how I ate the fruit in my life, like or like suddenly my life is made or something. Like it's it's another stupidly long title. I can't remember. But the main part of it is it's called the fruit of evolution. And uh, the concept is protagonist along with his entire classroom are summoned to another world for vague, you know, the, the regular BS kind of reasons. Um, and this is the, I don't know if this is the problem or the success story with this, but um, the problem that the protagonist has is that he's fat and ugly and nobody wants to partner with him in the, in the next world. Okay. And so he gets isekai by himself because no one wants to like, cause like they get, they get like 10 seconds, to like partner up before they get like zapped to the other world. They're getting yeah. like a warning and no one wants to partner with him. And so he gets isekai by himself. And the God's like, wow, I feel kind of bad for you. <laughs> I'll give you like this one slight perk just to balance it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and he basically just like, he like isekai into a forest with nobody. Um, he manages to get a hold of these like weird like seeds that like as he eats them, like he gets like less ugly and less fat. And so by the end of episode one, he's fully evolved into like an EK man. Like he's like super attractive and handsome now. Really? It's just a stupid concept. I hate it. There's something like, yeah, you can see the difference there. Chris is finding the before and after pictures. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know what kind of message you're trying to send with this. Of like, if you're fat, nobody likes you. And also your only hope is to find magic fruit. 
to make you attractive. Um, it's like basically saying drugs are your only hope. And I don't know if I approve of this message. Well, if you eat a fruit a day, you can uh, lose weight. I guess. I mean, it's, it's so silly. And then of course, because like once he's like magically handsome, like he gets like a harem of girls. Uh, the reason like the only reason it's like redeeming at all at this point is that the main, like the first main girl he finds the, the redhead in the front on the picture. Uh, she's, she's awesome because she's literally a gorilla. And then he gets her to eat the evolution fruit too. And so she becomes pretty, but she's literally a gorilla, <laughs> but she looks nice. <laughs> There's so many mixed messages in this show. It's incredible. So yeah, it's, it's not good. But okay, um, I think I've talked myself into keep watching it though, because <laughs> of how dumb it is. It's super dumb. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah, I'd say don't watch it. Yeah, it looks sounds really dumb. It's super dumb. It's just like such terrible like life lessons. Yeah, but yeah, so those are the two worst of the season for me. Um, I uh, personally don't have a worst of the season. You're not trying hard enough, Chris. Yeah. I, I have to learn the ways of, not, of just watching anything and everything. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I'm, I, I've just been distracted with other things. I, I knew I was going to be distracted this, this uh, season. That's fair. So, um, I kind of like put my plate on really low. That's understandable. <laughs> Um, but the one, the one show that I'm kind of like, um, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's really hard cause I, I, I don't like hate the show, but I, I think it's, it's pretty good is the senpai ga uzai kohai no hanashi. Okay. And I'm, I'm watching this one too. Yeah. Uh, recently my senpai is annoying. Yeah. My senpai is annoying and I think it's good. Um, I just think, I, I just think it's weird that the girl is like, so like, it's like a chibi. And then the main, main guy is like a giant. Yeah. yeah. They're definitely like, that's like a lot of the humor is like the size difference, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is probably on my lower end too for the season. Yeah. But it, it's decently funny. Um, I don't know if. Yeah, how much like you research? I tried really hard to research this. And I don't know if you maybe know. No. I was trying to figure out how old the main girl was supposed to be because <laughs> this was critical to my understanding of the show. Well, she drinks in the uh, first episode, right. first or second episode, right? That's what I was trying to like. Cool. And what's funny is like it's like there's. So I was like checking the wiki. Maybe it's been updated since I checked. Yeah, but there were so many mixed messages, like. Because people are trying to decide if, like, if the show is following the manga, then it's like she's 16 and this is like a uh, an apprenticeship, like, apart from high school. Hmm. But I don't think it's following the manga in that sense because it seems like she yeah. has, like, her, she has her own apartment and she drinks in the first episode. Yeah. So then people are saying, like, well, she's probably, like, maybe she's, like, recently graduated from college. And so she's probably, like, 22 or 23. Yeah, but 
again, it's like, I mean, with either of those ages, like she looks like she's freaking eight. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, that, that's, that's like the weirdest part of the whole show is that she looks like she's eight years old and there's supposed to be this like romance thing going on between the two. Right. But it just doesn't feel like it. And it starts off funny. It's really too, weird. Because, like the romance is like, it's going to become a rom-com, but it's like, her perspective is like, he's like an annoying giant and his perspective is like, Oh yeah, this is like, I need like, I think he says like somebody's like, ah, you're like my daughter. Like, yeah. I feel like I need, like, need to take care of you because you're helpless. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's strange in that sense. The side characters are great though. Yeah. I like the, 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 yeah, the spiky hair guy and the, the girl coworker. Yeah. They're funny. So, yeah, um, my senpai is annoying. Like, I, I feel like it could be good, but it just feels really weird at the moment. I'll have to like see how I feel at the end, but right. see if that feeling changes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, what is your next two? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I wish I could could uh, watch watch more, but. No, there, there, there's two, two that I, I haven't seen, and maybe this will lead into some, some of the ones that you're watching. But, right. um, I haven't seen the new Lupin series yet. Okay, which I will touch on that one because I did watch episode one. Yeah, that's what I was hurrying to watch before we started. Oh yeah, I should have watched that too. And I haven't seen Comey as well. Oh, which that's I the other see. one I hurried to watch before we started. So <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. So I want to see Comey and the. Yeah loop on but i i haven't had the time yeah we'll we'll get into those once they once they reach their proper ranking okay we're not quite there yet all right um, so uh anyway what is your next two okay my next two so this this next one i want to talk about is like not even this is basically fact this is like objectively the worst show of the season the year possibly the decade um it's incredible it's called Tesla note. And is it, uh, is, is it about, uh, Elon Musk? I wish it would have been so much better. <laughs> like, Elon Musk, the enemy, like this is, this show is like a textbook example of like everything you should never do if you want to make a good show, but somehow they, it's okay. So here's, Here it is. here's, here's the plot. Uh, Tesla note. Is fo- follows a I guess yeah you can have, yeah <laughs> honestly that's a little that's a little like that's like kind of a nice rating honestly I'd say it deserves lower um this yeah it's got a three point seven six on my analyst that's really generous <laughs> I haven't seen it this uh, is this I haven't is, made that low in a long time this is a really generous kind rating for what this okay, show is so so paint me a picture. Okay, so and I mean, it doesn't sound so bad on the surface, but it sounds stupid on the surface. <laughs> okay, so the main character is a high school girl who has been training her whole life to become a ninja because her grandpa said that she was destined to save the world. And so she's like, okay, I'll train to become a ninja, which is totally a normal thing. Uh, set that aside. That's, that's the most believable part of the whole show. Um, <laughs> 
her okay. she ends up being drafted by a super secret uh spy agency that like controls the whole planet or like helps to control the whole planet and she gets partnered with this like super cocky guy who up like three episodes in his only skill is being cocky i don't know how he's in this organization he is incompetent always <laughs> okay um, but they're partnered up because uh they're, the world is under attack by by a secret other secret organization and they're they're basically trying to take over the world using um the inventions of Nikolai Tesla um who was a real person to be fair and he did really invent things that were kind of crazy um this show is taking the assumption that like all those crazy things he supposedly invented are real and yeah. that he he disguised them in the form of these like crystal slivers. And so the only way to like make his inventions come to life is to unite these slivers. And then it will magically create his invention that they can use as a weapon of mass destruction. Okay. And so their job is to find these crystal slivers that have been hidden throughout Japan where Nikola Tesla never was at any point, (laughs) but they've been hidden in Japan. Okay. For conveniences. And they have to find these slivers before the organization does because they'll use them for evil or whatever. Okay. Um, so that's, that's the simple premise. Uh, the problem is uh, it's, it's a CG show and not very good CG. Um, Pretty bad CG. Like maybe not worse than Berserk 2016. Maybe. But, but close. <laughs> it's... In ter- I don't know, because CG is really hard as far as, like, doing, like, action scenes. And they also, like, they do this really um, disturbing thing of, like, they try to, like, put, like, anime faces on top of the CG models, which just looks wrong and upsetting. Yeah. So it's, like, the story's nonsense. The animation is kind of, like, it alternates between being, like, bad and terrifying. Uh, the side characters are like every kind of stereotype you'd expect for like a spy action movie. Yeah. Um, but the show is so confident that it's like good. And that like you, <laughs> like you're like emotionally invested in the characters <laughs> and like the dialogue is so awkward and like unbelievable. Like the, the things they say to each other, like don't make any sense. Really? Like, like the, <laughs> everything's wrong, but I've watched three episodes and I'm probably going to watch the rest because it's I'm a train just, wreck. It's yeah. It's just, it's just fascinating because cause like, you know, they, you know, they storyboarded it. Somebody wrote the script and somebody was like, yeah, I'll give you money to make this. This seems fine. <laughs> <laughs> like this is a good plan. Yeah. How, like, how can stuff like this be made? It's like, but like what, what, what terif- like what's so crazy is like I, I researched this after I watched episode one, I had to research, of course. The person who wrote the script for this is the same guy that wrote Tiger and Bunny. And Tiger and Bunny was good. Like it wasn't like a great really? show, but it was decent. And then the next project he does, you know, a few years later is Tesla Note. And <laughs> I almost feel like it's making Tiger and Bunny worse by existing. So I'm like, this is the same person. <laughs> wow. Happened. Wow. Well, but yeah, so that was lengthy. I'm sorry. No, but it's fine. This show is is awful <laughs> and it's incredible. But so you have to let me know how it goes from there. Yeah, I can't imagine it gets better. 
but I hope it gets worse. Um, so yeah, that's, that one's terrible. I, I can't even recommend watching it as a joke. Like it's, I watch it because I love bad things. Like yeah. that's, that's all it is. Um, speaking of bad things that shouldn't exist. <laughs> Why are you watching bad shows that shouldn't exist? Cause I probably a masochist. I don't know. I think you are a masochist. <laughs> I think when I watched Nagatoro, I was awakened, but, uh, anyway, but Nagatoro was good. It was good. <laughs> But anyway, um, <laughs> it's can, good. But anyway, <laughs> we're going to move on real quick before I say things. Uh, so can I make your ears happy in 180 seconds? I think I mentioned this a few months ago. Isn't this is ASMR. This is ASMR anime. Yeah, this is the ASMR anime. Oh, yeah. You're watching this. I'm watching it. Let me like first off. Is this awakening something in you? This better not be. Awakening. No, it's, it's definitely not. But here's the thing. The people responsible for the show need to be punished. <laughs> They've done a bad, bad thing making this. Why are you watching this? Because Why? When I hear ASMR anime, I have to know. <laughs> like, and like, here's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, in terms of like what's actually on screen, it's a TV PG. In terms of the sounds that are being made, this feels like it shouldn't be allowed on YouTube. <laughs> like it's on YouTube. Yeah. It's they, they couldn't get it streamed anywhere else. That's it. This show is probably unwatchable. I think for the majority of people, cause it's not subtitled. It's not available for streaming anywhere, but YouTube, you have to really want it. And nobody should want this. Um, I watched the first episode. I, I don't know how I can consider it as a dropping. Cause every episode is only three minutes, but it was, it was three minutes of a high school girl in a room playing with like a mannequin head, just like brushing it, like, like putting like a little, like a, what do you call those? Those things that go in your ear, the Q-tips. She had like this, like really elaborate set of like, it was basically just like Q-tips in ears for three minutes. And it was really uncomfortable to hear that. Cause like, it's like, it's like the animation is like actually really good. Uh, the audio is outstanding. I think like, what do they call it? like binaural or whatever, where it's like, like each side is like independently. I hate mixed. that stuff. It's, it's so upsetting to listen to. I was, it made me sick actually. Like, it's like, it's, it's like really tingly and not pleasant. People like the tingle, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't, that's the whole point of ASMR, I guess, but yeah. it's, it was just really weird. It was a girl just talking to this mannequin head in like a really cutesy voice and cleaning his ears and it exists. Why are you watching this? I don't know. <laughs> Out of all the things that you said that you wanted to drop, <laughs> this is worse than all of those. It's, it's actually terrible. I don't, I don't know. I think it's awakening something in you. I, I think when this, I think when the series is over, you're going to start like listening to ASMR. <sighs> I don't know. Like in the first episode, didn't really have much story to it beyond being horribly disturbing. But apparently the whole uh, gag of the show is that she is going to be trying to get all of her classmates into ASMR with her because right. Like episode one was just her like alone in her room, like being really, really weird. Like, I don't want to know anymore. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not okay. 
Anyway, it, it exists. <laughs> it exists. Avoid it at all costs. Yes. If it appears on your screen, show it the sign of the cross. <laughs> yes. Um, I think uh, one of the next shows that I'm watching, um, I think is really good, is uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train Arc. Hmm. And uh, this goes along with uh, what will be starting in December, the uh, season three, season two of... Uh, Demon Slayer. Mm. And, uh, um, it's basically the, uh, just the movie condensed, uh, I mean, expanded, expanded. Okay. From, uh, in, from a movie to seven episodes. And then they added like extra context for the first episode. And I think they'll add an extra context in the, in the last episode, I okay. guess. To like tie it in with the the main timeline, yeah. Kind of thing. Okay, which it's great because uh, they uh, got themselves out of that um, yeah, what curse. You, yeah, what do you call? What do you call the movie thing? It, it's the anime movie curse. Yeah, or it kills the series or whatever. Usually. Yeah, it, it usually kills the series every single time. You never get a sequel. Yeah. So this is this is a nice thing that we actually get the sequel. I mean, I guess it made like a billion dollars or whatever. Yeah. Not actually a billion, but it made a stupid amount for an anime movie. And it like outsold One Piece sometimes. Yeah, so. which is actually insane. Yeah. So I I have no doubt in my mind that we'll get a full adaption of Demon Slayer. Um, no matter how long that takes, it will happen. So uh, Demon Slayer, the Mugen Train. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Demon the uh Mugen Train movie uh not yet i'm still working through season 1 so yeah. well um i would say just if if you want to watch the movie you could watch the movie or you could watch this like seems like pretty good so far yeah it's decent so far um it's it's paced decently well um maybe the uh the movie had more had better animation but no uh, I don't. I don't know. I'd have to like rewatch the movie. Right. But I mean, that wouldn't be surprising. Movies usually have a, a bit beefier of a budget. So yeah. So yeah, demon uh, demon slayer is just you know more demon slayer. It's um, it's not like the greatest uh, shonen series of all time. Um, it has its good points. It has its bad points. Right. Um. Um, I've read the entire manga for it. Oh, wow. So, um, I kind of like know what's going to happen and I know like things I don't like about it, things I like about it. Okay. And, uh, um, I'm, I'm excited for the next arc or whatever, the, the entertainment district or whatever they call mm, Okay. Calling it. Um, I think that will be really fun to watch. But yeah, um, it's, it's, it's good. It's, okay. good. it's more Demon Slayer. I mean, yes. if you, if you enjoy the Demon Slayer format, this is all right up your alley. But if you're kind of like iffy on the Demon Slayer format, which can be understandable. Right. Because Demon Slayer honestly isn't for everyone. Yeah. Which... I think I, I might be in that camp. Yeah. But like I'm, I'm still trying to push forward with it. Yeah. It's 
very formulaic. Mm-hmm. It takes the shonen genre and just like um, it basically does what every uh, shonen anime does. It's a highly polished, you know, shonen. So yeah, if you like shonen, you like it. Basically, there's a lot of things I don't like about it. Well, not well, there's a couple things I don't like about it. Like one thing is that Tanjiro feels like he has lots of plot armor and main character syndrome. Well, I don't know what, what it's called, but like, like a bit of like a Mary Sue kind of a thing or no, like he, uh, gets like so much damage taken to him. Mm -hmm. And then once the arcs over, it feels like all the damage is gone. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think so. Like, like it's kind of like, 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 let's say that he's like, uh, like fighting this really hard thing mm-hmm. and he's like used to like a lot of like energy and like, he's like bleeding and stuff like that. And it's taken to the, to the thing or whatever. And then, um, he's, he's taken to the hospital or whatever. And it, then he's like nursed back to health and then he's fine. Right. It feels like there a lot of the time there's no lasting damage. Right. That's, that's fair. And I mean, even as little as I've seen, I can agree with that. Yeah. Being kind of, I just chalked it up to like the standard, like shown in anime nonsense of like, yeah, people fight, fight to the death every episode. Like next episode, they're fine. Yeah. Like it's like a very standard kind of trope. Yeah, which I think is though. Though in Demon Slayer, I think they said that time passed after each arc. Like there's like a space of time right. between each arc, and maybe maybe that's what I'm missing because I remember reading the manga and it felt like as I was reading the manga, it was like a one continuous thing. Right, but I think there was a couple panels where it said a couple months pass or right. Yeah, I mean, and they definitely, Demon Slayer does like to do time skips quite a bit. Yeah. So, like, that could definitely be a thing that they just don't, maybe just don't make it clear enough. But. Yeah. And uh, one other thing I don't like about Demon Slayer is that, from what I remember of reading the manga, a lot of the arcs were like, felt like they were separate entities. Hmm. that they didn't really interact with each other kind of episodic almost. Yeah. It was, it felt very episodic in some ways. Hmm. Like, of course there was like the main, the main villain and his like main things, like the main lackeys. And yes, but, uh, it felt like, um, whenever they were fighting one of those people, that it was like, that individual arc. And then once that individual arc was gone and done, then they kind of never referenced it again. And like things from that arc never came back, which is a big, uh, which is Demon Slayer's biggest weakness, I think. Cause like you have like shows like one piece where you're fighting, uh, where something in one arc can come back inside another arc. Right. Yeah, making it the feel, making it feel like the world is like complete. Right, like things are always moving. There's yeah. there's foreshadowing. There's callbacks. Yeah. There's 
get occasional like cameos or side episodes. Yeah. And uh, Demon Slayer doesn't really have that. And I wish it had more mm. because that would make it a lot more fun to, to uh, watch such read. But right. from what I know is that the, the main the person that wrote it was rushing to get it finished for some reason. Right. I don't remember why. I mean, do you know, like, is this like his like first major work or is he, has he done other series? She, she, um, I think it was her first major work. Okay. That, that feels, cause I was wondering, cause like, there's a lot of, a lot of things that like I have gripes with feel like things that come from like, just like a less experienced author kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It's like, I feel like future series, like this is probably like an author to watch. Like if they start with something like Demon Slayer, I imagine they're going to get better with time. At least potentially. Yeah, like I know, like a lot of the yeah. the nitpicks I have because I'm always picking nits. Um, is just yeah, there's just like certain writing choices and things that just like are questionable to me. But, yeah, but again, you can kind of chalk it up to like your typical shonen nonsense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's Demon Slayer, uh, Mugen Train, cool. arc. But it's, it's been good, though, right? Like, yeah. feels at least like kind of the same tier as like the previous stuff. Then. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I'm sure I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, you have a huge plate, so. Yeah. I have a disorder when it comes to watching anime. Um. But cool. So I guess I have to. (sighs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you have so much. It's fine. Okay. So from here on out, I'm going to be talking about stuff I actually like. So it's going to be like a little bit less strict with the ordering. Yeah. So, all right. So the one I want to talk about next is not an isekai, but it is super fun. Okay. It's called Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside. This is part of my new second favorite genre, the slow life. Oh, it's another slow life. Slow life fantasy. But actually, I really like the uh, the lore behind this one. Like, it's a lot less gimmicky. Yeah. Um, basically, the, the, the concept is like the main character, um, as per the stupidly long title, has been banished from uh, the Heroes Party. Uh, basically what goes down is that his sister is like the destined is like the destined savior of the world. She's going to like, she's the one to kill the demon Lord and she's been gathering a party of like high level adventurers to help her on this quest. And he was the one that started with her, but he's no longer on the same level with everybody else in the party. Like he's like the weakest link now. Yeah. And like, he's like, he's maxed out as far as like, he's as good as he's ever going to get. And so he basically, uh, without his sister even like knowing what happens, like he gets kicked out by the other party members because like you're trash, go away. We're going to be the heroes, not you, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of he's like, well, I don't. He's like, I'm going to go make my own my own like hero life. Basically, he's basically a slow life. Yeah, he's like, well, he's, he's like, screw adventuring then. So he's he, like, he moves to like the the butt end of the the continent like away from all the fighting this like really small village and he just becomes like 
just like a local adventurer doing like small tasks. His goal is to like open up a pharmacy and it's just like really chill show about him being like, like there's like, there's like crazy cool action stuff happening somewhere else in the world. Yeah. But he's just like, forget it. And he's just like trying really hard not to stand out and just be like a normal person. And it's just like really relaxing. And also like, it's different for like a lot of slow life shows are usually comedies. And this is just kind of like a, it's kind of like a sad slice of life kind of show. Yeah. But like the characters are really interesting. Like he's a really good main character. Uh, The side characters are like really interesting as well. Like you kind of get, you're like compelled to learn more about like their backstories and like why they're ended up in a, backwater town as well and and it's just it's just a good slow life show yeah, it's like really relaxing the world's interesting so, so there's that one um let's see uh taisho otome fairy tale is the next one i will talk about um i watched this because it had the word fairy tale in it and that's my favorite kind of story um it's, Taisho Taisho Otome fairy tale. It might be towards the bottom. Is there an English title? I that's what it was was in English for me. Because it's literally a because Taisho is the uh, era. It takes there it is on the right left. Okay. Um, so it takes place. Um, it's a really cool period of time. It's 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 like a historical uh, romance. Okay. Uh, it takes place. I want to say like in the nineteen teens or maybe the nineteen twenties era Japan. And it's about this, uh, the main character is this, um, the son of like this, like really rich, like kind of merchant family, but he ends up getting in like this, like really terrible carriage accident where his mom dies and he loses the ability to use his right arm. And so he's basically like useless and his family also like really resents him for like his mom dying in the accident Hmm. and him becoming like useless for the family. And so his dad banishes him to like their mountainside villa to like live out the rest of his days in shame, basically. Yeah. Um, but then uh, this girl shows up at his house and he finds out that his his scumbag dad bought him a wife like from this family that was like indebted to him. Okay. And so he basically like he's like to like absolve that. He's like, he bought their daughter to give to his son. Okay. And so it's, it's like really weird. I guess it's a, I guess it's like kind of a thing that happened a lot in that year of Japan. I kind of looked into it. Yeah. Like not a lot, but it was a thing that happened. Like you could absolve your debt by selling off your children, hmm. which I'm sure not the coolest thing to happen. Yeah. But like, so it's basically like these two characters who are like, kind of just are both in a really terrible situation. Hmm. Like they like they're kind of like in the situation where they have to live together, and they're trying to find some kind of happiness in the awfulness that their life is now. And it's know, it's really interesting, like because like she try is like trying so hard to be like bubbly and happy and positive about everything, and he's being like uh, Zetsubo Sensei, basically, where like everything is terrible and nothing is good, and he refuses to be happy and smile, but. Why am I reminded of the the Duke and his maid? It's it's got some similar beats, honestly. It's it's very much not fantasy though. 
Yeah. Like the Duke of death had fantasy elements, but it is a very similar, like a uh, male protagonist has basically been like thrown out by his family. Mm. And then like a girl is sent to live with him to like take care of him. Basically. How would you rate the romance in it? I mean, it's, I don't, it's really interesting. Cause like they're both characters are like, they're like very well-rounded characters. Like they're very believable. Yeah. Like, it's hard to say like, if it's really like romance at this point, like it's just like two people just trying to get along. Yeah. It's just such a strange situation, but it's also like really compelling. Like I I'm really enjoying it. Okay. Like, I mean, I'd say, like from what I've watched so far, I'd say it's worth checking out if it sounds interesting. Like It sounds like a lot of those similar ones where it's kind of like, uh, Takagi-san Nagatoro not really like because I mean like she's well no Matt, well, not Nagatoro Nagatoro is a bit better it's the reversal but yeah yeah it's it's kind of like the mild-mannered male character with like the more outgoing female character dynamic yeah to me in that sense it's like it but this is a much more I mean it's got some comedy but not really like it's it's more slice of life yeah okay but this is a sort of genre that that we should go over sometime yeah because it it, it feels like this this well i don't think this really counts but the genre that i'm talking about with the takagi-san yeah there's a weird genre developing yeah there and it's there seems to be a lot more of it, like yeah. every single season. Yeah, my co-high bullies me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's there must be like some kind of weird, I don't know, darkness developing in Japan. Masochism. Yeah, masochism. <laughs> I, I fear for that country. Yeah, but, but and this one isn't. I mean, at least not so far. It's nothing quite like that. Like it's it's a yeah. bit more serious and grounded in reality. Okay, but. All right. Yeah, it's it's good. Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. I think it's it's worth checking. This is like the first one. Like it's a pretty solid recommendation. Yeah, I'd say check it out if it sounds interesting. And then a third one, I guess. Uh, okay, this is one I like a decent amount. Called Ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings. Yeah. See if you can. It'll pop up. It'll be in the R section. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. So this one I like quite a bit. Um, and just to be brief, the premise is uh, the main character is Prince Boji, who's uh, just a child as the show starts. Um, but he's born uh, deaf and mute. And basically that means that as far as like becoming a king, he's kind of useless. <laughs> yeah. But basically he has this ambition. If he wants to become the greatest king in the world, even though he has like pretty significant handicaps and like he, everybody make kind of like, he gets like picked on pretty badly because he can't defend himself. Like he, like he's learned to read lips, but he has like no way, like it's like medieval times. So like sign language isn't really a thing. So he has like no way to like really communicate back with people. 
But in the first episode, he, he meets uh, a character called Kage. He's kind of like this like mysterious uh, monster character. And you can kind of see him in the corner there, the the screen, but on the picture we're looking at. But for some reason, he's able to understand uh, Boji because like Boji can't speak words. He can just like babble basically because he's never like heard language. Yeah. So, but somehow Kage is able to understand him. And at first Kage is like totally taking advantage of him. But then like he like kind of develops like a soft one. He's like, actually, maybe I'll help this kid out. And so like, it's kind of like this partnership between this, this kid who wants to become the greatest king in the world. And this kind of like questionable creature of, of unknown, like uh, motivation, I guess. Yeah. But, and what I really love about the show is that the, uh, the animation style is awesome. It's kind of Ghibli esque or like that kind of like classic, like old school anime. Yeah. I'm looking like, through it and it does look like very old school. Like the characters are like all very like round and soft. It doesn't have like the hard jaggedness that most modern anime has. Yeah. Um, all the backgrounds are like, they look like they're hand painted. It's just like, it's so pretty to look at. The story is like really like cool. Yeah. And so this is another one I pretty solidly recommend. Like, even if it doesn't sound interesting, I'd say watch the first episode just because it's so different. Yeah, it does look, it does look interesting. Like I just, I just haven't seen this art style in such a long time for anime. So it makes me happy. Cool. So ranking of Kings. Ranking of Kings. All right. I think that was three. Okay. Um, so the next one that I'll talk about is uh Tact Op Destiny. Oh, I dropped this one. Did you drop this one? Before I watched it. <laughs> well, you should watch it. That's it's pretty only good. Got, it's only got an eight. How good could it be? <laughs> so uh Tact Op Des- Destiny. So I've only watched two episodes so far. Okay. Um but it's the love child. Well, it's the uh the child that was born when uh, Madhouse and Mappa decided to work together. Yeah, this is actually quite a pedigree. Yes. Uh, we know Madhouse from making like stuff like uh, One Punch Man. Right. Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. The good version. Basically a lot of a lot of like really popular stuff. That's a good way to put it, because they do make popular stuff. I would question if it's always good. <laughs> yeah. It is always popular. Yes. And they have a uh, really high quality when it comes to like their animation style sometimes. I agree. Yeah. Their, their, uh, their A tier products are always really nice. Yes. And MAPPA is the same way. Um, they've done things like the recent Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen series. Yeah, um, Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Don't know. Which is excellent. Doro. That's my favorite. Um, Zombieland Saga. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they do good stuff. Yeah. I'd say, you know, pretty solid. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, um, so going into it, everyone is expecting it to look really good. And it does look really good. Okay. Um, uh, when I started watching it, I was thinking it was going to be, something similar to like 
them fighting with music. Right. That's what because, it sounded like. Because that is kind of like, kind of what the prem, kind of like what you can take from the premise kind of. Right. That's how it, at first glance. And that's how it seemed to be describing itself. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's barely about this, uh, um, um, this, like these creatures that came at one point, um, that are called D twos hmm. and they hate music, hate like man-made, um, sound. Okay. So, um, whenever like music is played then they start appearing and, uh, then they go and attack people and try to try to destroy the sound. Okay. And so, um, um, these people called, uh, music arts or whatever are like, um, magical, magical girls type, type of thing, but not okay. really quote unquote, uh, quote unquote, magical girls that, um, go around with their conductor, okay. which is like a person who like helps like give them powers or something like that. Okay. And uh, they go in trying to defeat these D2 people. These D these D2 monsters. Okay. And uh, they're um, embarking on this journey to go to New York City. They're like trying to go across America. Okay. That's so, um, so yeah. And the main character is like this piano addict mm. and like, is like in love with playing the piano and that's all he ever wants to do. Okay. And then there's these two girls that follow him, the music art girl and her sister. And uh, I really like the dynamic between all three of them. It's really, it's really nice. Okay. And they, uh, yeah. It, uh, so far, like I've only seen two of the episodes, but it's been really good. Okay. It's, uh, I was thinking it was going to be something like really bad. Right. Because usually things with like music and like ha- are like hit and miss and they're usually miss, especially if they're like incorporate battle elements. Right. It's usually a miss. That's fair. So, yeah, Tacto Op Destiny is um I think uh might turn out to be one of the best this seasons this season, but it can fail. Right. And um because I it's giving me the same feeling that Darling and the Frank had. I was gonna say this sounds really similar in some yeah. ways. Like mixed with Macross, I guess. But Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm a little wary. Like I, I could see it like dipping. Right. Um, but we'll just have to see because I, I hope it doesn't pull a darling in the Frank because right. uh, darling in the Frank was kind of like the same thing. It had two really good studios. Well, production IG is kind of, yeah, they're, hit and miss. they're, they're very hit and miss, but trigger is like, almost it, always hits, almost always hits. But so uh, yeah, that's what you mean though. Um, and, uh, both of them are similar to the fact that they both had really good character designs. And I think, right. uh, Tactile Destiny does have good character designs. So do either of the characters wear like a headband? Maybe that's a warning sign. 
<laughs> Headbands are dangerous. And if one of them has blue hair, you're oh, really... Oh, yeah, Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's the headband. You're going to have to let me know if it's a hit then. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait for more of the show to come up before I commit. Yeah, she has that. Because Darling and the Franks had me in the first half. And it really lost me in the second. <laughs> but, yeah. You know, I, I am I am curious about the show because like I basically dropped it just out of the necessity of like I couldn't watch. I had to like actually just make myself stop looking at the series they were coming out. Yeah. Because I was gonna keep picking more and more shows. Well, um we'll have to see um how it plays out. Yeah, that's tacked up to stay. It has a it has a really good opening. Um the opening theme is made by Supercell oh. Rio. He finally comes back. Yeah. If they like, talked him into doing something. Yeah. I, I don't know what like what magic they had to pull out of the hat to bring him back, but he's finally back. Yeah. Hopefully this means more music from him. Or maybe he's like, maybe I can like just rest on this for another ten years. Go back to playing my, my whatever. Like, games. seems like an, my anime list is very mixed about it. Well, my anime list. This is something I learned about, like my anime list. Like, especially the early reviews before the show is done. Yeah, there's the people that love it, and then there's the people that want to hate it because everyone else loves it. Yeah, I I really think that my anime list would be better if they disabled reviews until the series was over, or like at the very least they should weigh them less, like in the score. Yeah. Like if it's like percentage based, like reviews that have like been by people that watched the whole thing should like matter more and should like, you know, drift to the top more. Yeah. But so, um, yeah, tact up destiny, uh, cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to, you know, keep me informed on that. Cause yeah, that's one that I may go back to after the season is over. If it ends up being a hit overall. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I want to make a detective story dead joke. Don't you dare. <laughs> Siesta is best. Because Destiny, that's what her name yeah. is. <laughs> she, uh, uh, I think it, it, they were showing her backstory or whatever. And then she, is she already did. Like, she like dies. <laughs> oh no. And then this brought back to life. So I was like, she, she's still. She, she did die, so there's the detectives already dead. There. But she's she's no longer already dead. <laughs> and Siesta, rest her soul, is still already dead. Is was she dead though? She's. I mean, unless something changes in season two, I think she's still already dead. Is there a season two? I mean, I hope so. There's a lot. There's enough books for. I think there's been like eight books written. The translations are coming out painfully slow because nobody cares here. Yeah. Just surrounded by people with bad taste. <laughs> That's the problem. All right. Well, no time has passed. We're moving <laughs> right on into the next ones. Yes. No time has passed whatsoever. That was very fascinating. What you just barely said about tacked up destiny, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wasn't it? As uh, no time travel has occurred. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't worry about it. Maybe, uh, yeah. 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 So the next, so I just do like three quick ones then worth thinking. Okay. All right. So next one I want to talk about 
And these are getting into the ones that everyone is required to watch, by the way. Uh, the Vampire Dies in No Time. The Vampire Dies in No Time. Yeah, this is, I believe this is a Funimation one. Because more and more of them are Funimation, unfortunately. But uh, this one is a ton of fun. It's about a uh, this guy who's trying to become the world's most... A famous vampire slayer, and uh, the series starts with him heading to this castle where this really infamous vampire lives, and he's like, "I'm going to kill this infamous vampire and become super famous, and all the chicks will love me, and I'll make money, yeah. and I'll get all the tweets or whatever." <laughs> I don't know what's important, but <laughs> okay, insert thing you want. Um, and so yeah, he goes up to this castle and kills the vampire and he's like sweet i did it and then the vampire immediately comes back to life <laughs> yeah and uh that's when you get into the gist of the show which is uh this vampire he's trying to kill is actually unkillable yeah it's well it's very he's very killable but he resurrects like almost immediately <laughs> really and so basically the show just falls around these two forming like this, like very unhealthy relationship of the hunter really wants him dead. And the vampire feels like he wants, like he's like, I'll become like a really, he's like, I'm going to become a vampire hunter then. And they're going to they basically like team up and they're going to take out like actual bad vampires that are dangerous. Okay. But it's just, it's really goofy. It's kind of like a buddy cop kind of scenario. But the uh, the vampire is absurdly weak. He has like half of a like half of one HP. Yeah, like everything can kill him, but he'll come back immediately. I guess is the is his superpower. But it's you know, it's a lot of fun. Like it's really goofy. The side characters are all really funny. The situations are silly. So it's a lot of fun. I recommend it. So yeah, that's that one. Uh, next one let's talk about is uh, more vampires. This one's called Irina Vampire Cosmonaut. Uh, I have explained this in the recent past as a communist vampires in space, which <laughs> is the perfect like three word description of the show. Um, <laughs> it's it's super. It's like this show is like really different and I kind of love it for it. It's basically like a pretty accurate uh, history of this, of the USSR uh, cosmonaut program back in the sixties. Okay. Um, both just like a little bit of like fantasy thrown in just to keep it interesting, I guess. And I mean, in, to be clear, this is not, it's not actually the USSR. Like they changed the names and they kind of adjust the dates and the people's names and everything, but it's it, it pretty much is following the exact like line of events that happened back in the sixties. Yeah, and it's just a really different perspective because you're getting it from the perspective of this uh, rookie cosmonaut who just barely joined the group, and he's immediately assigned into this like top secret program where they're going to send a vampire into space because. Just reasons. They're evil communists, <laughs> and that's what they do. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, but it's 
it's not like is as silly as it sounds. It's not really like a comedy. It's a pretty serious show. It's all about the motivations behind all the characters. Like, like you're you're trying to like figure like what what it is like the main character wants. You're trying to figure like why this vampire is existing and why she's cooperating with yeah <laughs> the cosmonaut program. But it's yeah, it's really weird and different. But like, it's just fascinating. Like how. Like whoever like wrote like whoever like wrote this originally like they did their research yeah it's like really fascinating <laughs> so it's like if you want like uh, I don't know like space history or vampires like this is your show and yeah there seems to be a lot of vampire shows this season kind of but but yeah so Irina Vampire Cosmonaut is is a fun one. Okay. I, I won't say fun, but it's it's good. It's interesting. And then uh, my last, or not my last, I guess, but next one I'll talk about the the Faraway Paladin. The Faraway Paladin. This one is super excellent. I'd say it's it's loosely similar to uh, what's her face in the in the Forest Spirit. What was that show called? Somali. Somali in the Forest Spirit. It's got a lot of that kind of flavor where it's like, it's this like big open world. It's got like a lot of mystery to it. And you're kind of like learning the world with the main character as he progresses in life. Yeah. Um, it starts with him being born in this, uh, this like weirdly, like, like basically this like abandoned city. Hmm. And he is raised by a mummy, a ghost and a skeleton. Okay. Who all kind of like teach him like different skills he needs to like grow and survive in the world, but they never really tell him what's like, what's going on, like why they're dead or why the city is dead. Yeah. But it kind of the, the show progresses to him becoming basically a paladin, like, you know, learning all these skills from these interesting characters. And then, he departs to learn what kind of world it is he's in. Hmm. So it's kind of like a journey show. It's kind of a like fantasy coming of age story. Yeah. But it's just like, it's just really fascinating because the world, like you just have like so many questions and every episode is like, gives you more questions. Yeah. And you just like, you're really drawn to like learn what happened. And it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's really I know I really like it. Like it's got like the right mix of like, like good world building and like good, like, I don't know, mystery basically. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. That does pique my interest a little bit. You have to tell me how it goes like later on. Yeah. I have to, you know, see what it becomes. But so far it's been, every episode has been like really like, I don't know. I is the animation quality pretty good? Yeah, it's very pretty. Like, like the character design of the characters so far, anyway. Like, it's all like, like they're all really good. The like the main character is like really like likable. Like he's a very sympathetic, yeah, kind of person. So, oh, it's it's good. Neat. So that's three for me. All right. Uh, the next one that I'll talk about is um, Platinum End. Ooh. So um, Platinum End 
is I think it's one of the um, it's one of the most interesting ones this season for me at least. Mm. Uh, I really like the story. It's vi- it's made by the same people who did Death Note. Hmm. Okay. So it's the vibes from this and Death Note are extremely similar. Okay. And um, I uh, I think I had told you this before, but I'll. But uh, uh, the story is about a guy who gets who's about to like go kill himself, and then this angel saves him mm. and gives him these wings and these arrows like one arrow can like control people make them fall in love with you and Hmm. another arrow can kill someone and um they also give that person wings that they can fly oh okay and uh it's kind of like a battle royale show um, okay where there's like um, each of the the people, there's like I think like twelve or so, something amount something amount of people who have these abilities. Some have like wing, just wings. Some of them have all three. Some of them just have the the red arrow or the white arrow. Mm. Um, but uh, the the point is to eliminate every single one of these candidates that they're called God candidates, and then whoever is left standing becomes God. Okay. So it's kind of like a battle royale like show. Okay. And um it's it's really interesting so far. Like the the people, the the guys that wrote it wrote Death Note are pretty good at writing stories. Oh, so it's the, it's the same author. Same author. Yeah. Oh, int- okay. Yeah. Huh. So it gives up it really gives off those vibes. Like from from the very first episode. It's very tense and morally gray. Yeah. Okay. And even the the angels, which you think it would be like holy angels or something like that, they're mm-hmm. morally gray. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And I think it's going to be one of the most popular shows this season. Apparently it's running for 24 episodes, which is pretty good. That's really good for like just getting like, for like the first season kind of thing. Usually. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. So the, the first uh, four episodes have been pretty good. Like I haven't had any uh, issues with them. All right. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Nice. Yeah. You have to let me know. Yeah. That sounds like a much more competent Mariah Nikki. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a much more competent one. Main character's not annoying. Hey, even better. <laughs> There's a, no uh, a annoying chick. Yeah. That sounds like this already sounds so much better. But it's interesting that like all of the god candidates or whatever, mm-hmm. like they all like wanted to kill kill themselves at some point, and that then the angel stopped them. Hmm. So they all have like something in common that way that like something brought them to their breaking point, hmm. which is interesting. Okay, so it seems like there's actually a fair amount of like character development between all of them, at yeah. least so far. Hmm. Anyway, that that's Platinum End. That sounds that yeah, sounds very different, actually. Yeah. You have to so, let me know. So yeah, if you're looking for a Death Note tape show, yeah, good battle royale. All right. And then before we start that, let me. <sighs> Don't 
don't <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's wrong. Oh, look at that. Look at that. All right. So the next one I shall talk about is uh, this is probably number one for most fun show this season. Uh, Mieru Kochan. The girl who can see. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is the one that you, I think you were telling me about. Then. Yeah, I think this is the first one I actually tried this season. So I'm. Yeah, this is the one I was like. In some ways, I was like most looking forward to this. Like once I read the blurb, but basically, uh, the gist of the show is it's the sixth sense, but it's a comedy. Uh, but just to be most simple, like uh, the main character girl, she is able to see dead people, and she is desperately trying to ignore them like she is like she doesn't want anything to do with it she doesn't want to know about their problems she doesn't want to be haunted by crazy things she hates spooky stuff yeah um and so most of the show just revolves around her like just trying to act like she's living a normal life and then these these freaking terrifying awful jump scare things happen <laughs> <laughs> and she like tries to maintain a poker face when it ha- like whenever it's going down and like the ghosts and creatures in this are like they're pretty unpl- like it's pretty terrifying like it's like Junji Ito kind of designs like they're really they're really like the ghosts don't look friendly at all like they're they're terrible but it's it's super funny to watch like it's I mean I mean, it's sort of a gag series, yeah. But like, like when I've gotten up to episode, f- I think four just is the most recent one, and there is kind of like an overarching story that is developing. Mm-hmm. But it definitely starts as just kind of like a gag show, but it's it's really fun. Uh, it's also kind of like spooky. It's like a, just a good horror comedy, I guess. Yeah, from the from what you were telling me about it, kind of like that. That premise um, reminds me a lot of Natsume's Book of Friends, but like a more like lighthearted. Because uh, I don't know if you've seen Natsume Eugene Cho. I have Natsume's not, book. so I can't say for sure. So Natsume Eugene Cho is about a like kid who can see. He's like the only one that can see spirits, mm. and uh, but he is like kind of like outcast for it mm. or like he, he would like see spirits and then like um, people would say that he's like really weird and like right. crazy or something like that. So he's mostly like alone. Okay. And then he goes around like solving the creature's problems or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So th- this is probably like kind of like a flip side of that where, yeah. cause like she's basically made it a point to never let anybody know that she can see things. Yeah. And she doesn't want to help them out. <laughs> so she's kind of taken like the opposite path of like that. She wants to be a normal person and she's wanting to fit in. But interesting. Yeah, it's it's a fun show. It's if you want something like like a little bit of spooky and a lot of bit of funny. Yeah. Uh Miedo Kochan is really good. Okay. That sounds interesting. Um, the the next one that I'm talking about is uh, Blue Period. Blue Period. Yes. 
Um, this is probably uh, one of the most uh, like uh, character driven shows um, of the season. Okay. It's apparently comes from a manga that is really popular. Hmm. Like, well, popular and uh, it has like a really distinct art style. Hmm. Well, okay. Well, for an anime, for a manga slash anime about art, it, it has to like feel unique. Okay. So it kind of really plays up the artness. Yes. Okay. It's like all about art. Like if you mm. want to like know like about like oil painting or like. Oh man. Or like uh, drawing busts. Yeah. Or something like that. This is right up your alley. <laughs> no, that, okay. It kind of like deep dives into the subject of uh, art um, because this one guy uh, just um, started to get like a passion for like, had like a like to draw. And then he uh, one day comes into like the, uh, the art club or whatever, and then sees this amazing painting then it starts to make him want to start doing that. Hmm. And so it's basically about this kid, like learning from scratch well, learning from like nothing really uh, about art. Okay. And it's honestly like very, uh, it's, it's really a drama. Like um, it reminds me a lot of, uh, uh what's it called um march comes in like a lion okay a little bit kind of like how march comes in like a lion was like really human and like right. was telling like human story pretty heavy at times yeah this one seems like it's going to get very heavy like it has some very heavy themes hmm. and uh um but yeah i uh think it will be be pretty good Granted, there's only four episodes right now, and it's really hard to tell. Right. Bitterly, but it's, it's got uh, that potential for you. Yeah, it has some really fascinating art artwork in it. So, Okay, cool. So yeah, Blue Period. Nice. You have to let me know how that one is, because I, I do love those shows that, like, or just those stories where, like, they teach you, like, they get, like, really into, like, a real topic. Yeah. And you're like kind of learning as you're experiencing the story. Yeah. Cause that, that's what's interesting about this is because like there's a, uh, been a couple times where he's like, um, so what does my painting need? And then the teacher would be like, well, and then we would just like explain these like art subjects to you, right. like, like composition or like something else. And, it's just like, oh, that's really interesting. And then you you see and the main character comprehends and is like, oh, I understand that. Yeah, that that's really cool. I love I love it when shows kind of go that extra mile with where where it's just like where like it's clear like the author really loves the the topic too. Like yeah. it really gives that extra something. Yeah, so um I'd recommend that one. Okay, cool. There you go. Blue period. Yeah. Blue period. All right. So, uh, the next one I'm going to talk about 
is one that of course has to be talked about uh, because it's the return of legendary series. It's uh, Lupin the third part six. Oh yeah. That's right. Has, has yeah. Officially started um, high dive exclusive for some awful reason, but <laughs> unless you uh, decide to join the straw hat pirates. No, <laughs> I'm too lazy. I'll be in the Marines <laughs> with Kobe, I guess. Ugh. But, um, so yeah, loop in the third part six is, is out. It exists and it is just, it's good old fashioned loop on it's, it's good. Like the animation's great. Um, you know, the characters are great. It's, Similar to how part five was. Yeah, I'd say it's it's definitely taking the next step off of five or, you know, like it looks a little bit better than five, but it's doing the same thing. Because um, like a big part with like with five was how they were starting to incorporate like all the like the modern technology and modern things into like Lupin's universe. Yeah. Because I think for a long time, Lupin was kind of like in this like vaguely like 60s to 70s era. Yeah. But part five brought them up to modern times and part six is kind of doing that same thing where they've got all, there's like the modern tech that they're using, the modern tech that the police are using. Like episode zero is all about a Jigen complaining about how much he hates drones and it's great. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I guess for people who don't know a uh, loop on, it's a pretty long running show. So back like in the late sixties, I want to say. Yeah. It's really old. And uh, periodically they'll release like a, they'll kind of do like a revamped version of the series where they'll change it or keep it the same, whatever they want. But it follows, uh, the master thief Lupin the third, along with his cohorts, uh, Jigen Daisuke and who is like a kind of a gunman, kind of a cowboy gunman, uh, Goenmon, who is like a samurai and, uh, oh no, what's her name? The occasionally uh oh, what's her name oh no i better look this because i'm an idiot fujikomine jism yeah yeah there you know, like go. she has a show named after her yeah i know I was, I was trying to remember the show name i was like what's the show name again yeah so uh the the fourth uh part-time member i guess of the group uh, fujikomine who is a resident worst person yeah, um, she's just terrible. Sometimes part of their group is sometimes against their group. Yeah, she's she's just the worst. Betrays but, them very much, very often. Yeah, <laughs> at least so far with part six, at least she's like she's mostly with the with the trio. Yeah, like I imagine she's going to go off eventually because she always does. But yeah. but no, it's it's really good. Episode zero was was kind of like a fun. Actually, I someone because I, I just. Someone's explaining it to me, but I guess uh, episode zero was the very final episode for uh, Jigen Daisuke's uh, uh, actor, who was the original actor from 69 onwards. Really? He's 88. And so he came back to do this like this one final episode. It was like a Jigen episode. And now it's uh, officially moved on to a new person for his voice. Oh, wow. But yeah, it was really cool, actually. So that's kind of like a nice little like send off they did for him. And I mean, it's just it's a good show. Like, 
Uh, like in some ways, I consider this like the Scooby Doo of Japan. Yeah, it kind of is. Like it's just like a very old series, and it just just comes back periodically. Um, never really goes away. It's just kind of like part of. I mean, it's just like it's just like one of the pillars of anime at this point. It's yeah. it's like Dragon Ball or like any of those other like kind of classics. Like, so it's it's fun. It's Lupin. It's every bit as good as the previous series. I think so far. Yeah, I'd highly recommend looking into some of the most recent series if anyone here is has not uh, watched Lupin. Right. Like I think it was like Lupin Part Five and maybe Part Four. Yeah, Part Five is excellent. Part Four is really good. Yeah. Um, part Three is still fine, and then I mean Part Two and Part One are really pretty old. old at this point. Yeah. But they're still interesting in that, like, if you like the historical aspect of it. Yeah. But. You know, and I mean, there's also a Castle of Cagliostro. It's one of those classic Lupin movies. Yeah, the Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah. So that's that might be something that a lot of people are potentially familiar with, without maybe being aware that it's part of a long-running series. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, uh, Lupin, watch it as you should. So I guess uh, we have just one more, right? Mm-hmm. One more each. And uh, before that, well, we could... Uh, Actually, I, yeah, I have one more, I guess. But. All right. Before that, we could uh, make another shout-out. Another shout-out. To uh, Jahi-sama. Oh, yeah, Jahi still exists. <laughs> Thank goodness. She is yet with us. Yes. And the fact that it just keeps on going on is just... It's just so great. I'm glad it's getting like 20 something episodes. Yeah. This, episodes. yeah, this show deserves every episode. Yes, it does. Along with every follow-up season afterwards. <laughs> I hope it gets another season. Oh my gosh. It's like so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's a great show. It's, it, it just has me like smiling ear to ear every episode. Yeah. Like something uh, good happens to, no, something bad always happens to like all the characters. Yeah, and like <laughs> the uh, the amount of lies that get told that gets told by like some of the characters just like it feels like they're just digging themselves holes. Oh yeah, <laughs> like endless holes. <laughs> yeah, but they always fall face first into them. Yes, <laughs> but so um, yeah, Jahi is just truly a delight. Yes. Um, I look forward to her, her crying fits that happen in every episode. Because yeah. <laughs> um, at some point she always breaks. <laughs> <laughs> she breaks nearly every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really sad in some ways. Yeah. But I live for it, so. Yes. Yes. As, as we said, like in multiple uh, podcast episodes, watch Chahisama. Yeah. Support her and then also laugh at her when she fails. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but anyway, aside from Jahi, we have the our last series, which I think we're both watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, Komi-san. Which is, Komi can't communicate. Yeah. Komi-san wa kom, komyusha desu. Yeah. I think komyusha is a, komyusha. Is a made-up word, but it's fine. Is it a made-up word? I think it's like he like combines two words to like make it up. Yeah. But uh, I think maybe. I could be wrong. Cause there, there's like a sequence in episode one where he's like, it's like, how do I make this easier to say? But uh, I, I have to look it up for sure. But 
So, uh, Komi-san um, is about a uh, dude who goes to school. It's like a slice of life. Yeah. And uh, he meets this girl named Komi-san, which is like the uh, the most beautiful girl in school. Everyone is just like amazed by her. And, yeah. like, and she's like the cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the girls love her. Guys love her. And uh, the only problem is, is that she can't communicate, (laughs) as the title says. Yeah. She cannot speak. She is very soft-spoken. And uh, yeah, she has like a, like basically just like crippling social anxiety. Yeah. Um, And because like people like... Like she's so beautiful. Apparently the people are kind of like scared of her in some ways. Like nobody like really wants to approach her and she's interpreted as like, Oh, nobody likes me. Yeah. Or whatever. But, and so it's about the, the main character dude, um, Uh, Tadano, I believe. Yeah. Gets to know her and tries to help her make a hundred friends. Cause that's her goal. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a really cute, I don't even know if you can really call it like a rom-com. It's just like, just like a cute slice of life comedy. Yeah. A cute slice of life show. Yeah. There's not much to say about it, but. I mean, there, I, there's a couple things like for one, this is a super beautifully animated show. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't remember what studio it is that's doing it, but they have done an amazing job so far anyway. Yeah. Especially in terms of, cause this is a show that's kind of been, uh, infamously debated in the forums as far as like a lot of people thought this was unadaptable. Yeah. Because the, uh, cause one of the, the major things of the show is that Comey doesn't communicate. And yeah. so a lot of the, the way the manga portrays it, is like there's kind of like the omniscient narrator that kind of reveals her feelings or like she'll write things out like on paper to show to the audience. Yeah. It's very like fourth wall breaking. And so a lot of people are like, how are they going to be able to adapt that in a tolerable way for a, for an actual animation? Yeah. But I think it's, they did it really well, honestly. Yeah. Like in some of the episodes, it's just like, it has that like narrator box, like yeah. from the manga. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like saying like what she what she was feeling or something. Yeah, and I love that they they write out like they like write out the sound effects. Yeah, as they're like do, performing actions, like. And I really like her uh, her like startled expression. Yeah, her <laughs> freaking cat Comey is so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Where she's like paralyzed with fear. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's such a darn delight. Like Yeah. So yeah, this is this is like the impossible show that miraculously made it. Yeah. And uh this this show along with Blue Period um are both on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And for the first time, they're finally like releasing it weekly, right? Which I don't know why that was such a hard thing to do before. Yeah, I mean, 
I hope this like makes it so that they uh, get more views on it. Right. Actually, I think, I mean, actually I know for a fact that uh, the previous method just meant that everyone was pirating it. Yeah. Like, cause who the heck's going to wait for four months to watch a show like in this yeah, day and age. Exactly. They finally have figured out that this is how like us people who watch anime like do it. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's really, really good. And, uh, um, also what's interesting is that the, their like classroom of like, I mean, their school, how they said that there's like a bunch of weirdos there. Yeah. Yeah. The whole premise <laughs> is that like the school is basically full of crazy people. Yeah. Cause the only, like the only qualifier for getting into the school is to pass an interview. Yeah. And so the school's like, yeah, we'll take on anybody if they're interesting. <laughs> and what was funny too, is that like main character sits right next to Komi and then everyone hates him because of that. Yeah. So he tries to like go up and like ask people to become friends with Komi, but they just won't talk to him because he's, he's considered like evil. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is like so jealous of him. Yeah. And also he's kind of awkward in his own ways. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a show where everyone's trying, I guess. Yeah, everyone is trying. And I'm glad I was able to um, watch it. Yeah. It was, it was good <laughs> that you were able to watch that while we were in the progress of this episode. Yes. <laughs> that was good multitasking on your part. I know. Really good multitasking. There was there was no significant breaks. We just kept talking the whole two-ish hours through. Yeah, as Swain was talking about his, his shows, I was watching it yeah just go like mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that could be how it happened for all you all know yeah <laughs> um, anywho so yeah highly recommend it yeah i think and this is gonna be another one we think it's gonna be one of the top of the season definitely definitely one of the top of the season like very well animated good story even though it's a slice of life it's done a million times before Right. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, yeah, it's, it's like nothing new, Yeah, but it's also just like very well done. Yeah. It sort of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you watched Hitori Bochi. I think I saw the first episode or two. Yeah. The main character of Hitori Bochi, Hitori Bochi. Yeah. That's her name. (laughs) Which I assume her parents must have hated her. Yeah. Um, (laughs) um, she doesn't have as severe as social anxiety as Comey does. Um, but she's still quite awkward. <laughs> she is still quite awkward. And, and he told me about, she was like, uh, our mutual friend was, was saying it was cute throw up. Yeah. She does that a lot. <laughs> she does do that a lot. Uh, I missed that show. That was a good show. Yeah. If I read the manga, I think it's still ongoing for as far as I recall. Maybe it's on Bookwalker. <sighs> spend more money <laughs> all right so that's the uh the fall 2021 yeah yeah there's anime season yeah lots of good stuff this season yeah it's actually been just a really good year surprisingly hmm. been some real good gems and i think this one's got a few kind of surprise hitters like It'll be, it would kind of be fun to see, like meet back at the end of the season and see 
like what ends up being on top. Yeah. So I definitely have some thoughts about what the top three are going to be. Yeah. And uh, also got to think about uh, what's going to be the best of the year. That's true. It's coming up on the end. Yeah, we're coming up on the end. And we'll talk about how it's not Detective Azorita. I cry every night (laughs) (laughs) at the short-sighted bigotry of the anime community. (laughs) We we just have to remember that Siesta is always going to be in Siesta. siesta. She's the best in our hearts. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I guess that'll pretty much be it for this episode yeah uh i guess question of the day uh what are you all watching this season uh what's your favorites or least favorites um yeah i guess uh how how can they reach you chris if they want to argue about your bad opinions (laughs) (laughs) uh my anime list is the best way how to find me under art under uh, Zyga H1. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, that's where they can find me. You can also find me on Twitter on that exact same handle, but I don't log on to Twitter. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's too good for, for those tweet tweeters. Yeah. I guess. What about you? Uh, yeah, you can reach me on my anime list. Uh, Gray Suede is the username. Uh, spelled not at all how it sounds, but there's a link in the description. Yeah. Um, and yeah, feel free to chat with me. If you like the detectives already dead, please message me. I need to know that at least one other person out there exists. I don't think they do. <laughs> oh, I had a, I had a bot reach out, like send me a message the other day. And I knew it was a bot because the opening line was like, Hey, I see you're also a fan of the detective is already dead. <laughs> you should check out this site I just built. <laughs> I was like, I knew. It. I was so excited and immediately heartbroken. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, and uh, oh right, if you want to reach the the podcast, we have a Twitter. We are at Deep Anime Dive. Yes. You can check out the special photos of our special guests. Uh, yes. This week was Hachikuji, as you may recall. Yes. They're usually not very talkative, but, you know, it's nice that they come. Yes. <laughs> and they're always, and Hachikuji's opinion is also that the detective was already dead. It's not the best. Yeah. <laughs> you know, coming from a fellow ghost, that hurts slightly less, but it's still. <laughs> anyway. Um, Sorry, I stuttered. Yeah. I mean. She said it was the best. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, Right. Yeah. So you can reach us there. You can also email us directly. If you like email deep anime dive at Gmail. And uh, yeah, I think that'll be it until uh, next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Have a beautiful day or evening. (laughs) 